0: Welcome to the Building Doctor Show with Jens Johansson. Welcome everybody to the Building Doctor Show. I am Jens Johansson, your host. I am glad to see you here to learn more about your buildings and run your community better. So this show is about sharing information and resources for you to keep your buildings in good condition and therefore maximum value and safe as well, and keeping your community happy and not fighting with one another. Everybody knows that your home can get emotional, and we want to help you navigate that. So today we have ten questions submitted throughout the month, and actually a couple from past past months. We can bundle them and package them into one topic. And today's topic is about reserve studies and uh, how you can save for those repairs. And so I was kind of thinking earlier, reserve studies kind of like budgeting. So if weight loss or dieting is kind of like weight loss, who wants to think about dieting? Who wants to think about budgeting in your reserve study and going through those hard things and trying to put timeframes on things and trying to follow that plan? It sounds awful, but I promise you today that Garrett is going to make it interesting. So today our guest is Garrett Halsey from Association Reserves He joined Association Reserves in 2019 and has collaborated on over 400 reserve studies, ranging from simple HOAs to complex buildings and communities. So, welcome, Garrett. And with that example of dieting, what do you think? Am I out to lunch, or are reserve studies exciting?
1: Well, uh, yes, they are exciting. Uh, They're very complex, uh, depending on your community. And uh, well, I wouldn't refer to as dieting, but uh, merely. The health of your community, right?
0: Yes. To tell everybody more about this, I've had a little bit of time to work with Garrett on this, and he has taught me more stuff about reserve studies and has made it really interesting. So I promise you, you will get something out of this. And we've got a lot of good content to share. So Let's get into this. Today's show is sponsored by J2 Building Insultants. We're a fantastic group of engineers and designers and project managers that help diagnose, prescribe, and treat sick buildings. So just like a doctor, we diagnose the problem, prescribe the right plan, and help you treat the problem by overseeing the contractors to make sure they put the building back together correctly again. You can find J2 in Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, and Salt Lake City, Utah, and the surrounding states. And find us on the web at j2consultants.com. Speaking of surrounding states, we're seeing a lot of work in Idaho. And so the corner of Idaho and the other corner, kind of quarter lane area, as well as Boise. How about you, Garrett? Are you you guys? We are as well. Throughout? Yes. Those are communities
1: you? are growing and uh and they need reserve studies just like anybody else. Yeah,
0: cool. Okay. Well, so we're going to do a little poll. Next up is to find out where you are from and who makes up our audience today. This will allow us to tailor our, our uh, answers. And so knowing our audience help us, helps us make our show better. So we're going to launch that right now. Go ahead and check that. Let us know if you're part of a board or managers or you know filling it out. Uh, that'll help us help us reach you better and so while you're doing that we'll talk about the format of the show. Format of the show is obviously webinar based so you can attend live and ask Q&A at the end but you can also submit your questions online all month and watch it later and even forward this onto your board or other owners who may benefit from us. This format gives us about an hour to discuss, uh, a whiteboard to show examples. We can go through some photos, show you some charts, some graphics, and in general, be a little bit more serious and provide a little bit more classroom, if you will, uh, as opposed to our social channels. And you can find us all there, search J2 Consultants, and we've got a pretty big YouTube channel and Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So let's go through the poll results and we're going to share those. So we've got primarily people from Washington today, managers, they're curious. How do you hear about us? Word of mouth, newsletters. Yeah, sign up for the newsletter. It's good, good thing to see. Have you been through a repair project before? Yes, a big one. 40% of you have. So yeah, okay, we can do that. And scrolling back up, we'll we'll catch the other states. Some of this will still be Still be good for everybody else. So that's the poll results. Disclaimers, this show is free. So put away your credit cards. We aren't selling you anything. If you see any bots asking for credit card information or uh, Bitcoin forms, that's not us. So ignore all that stuff. This show is for educational content only. Both Garrett and I are not giving you legal, financial, or engineering advice. And I'm not a medical doctor. We're just people on the internet, trying to help you run your building better. And we've helped thousands of people with their building problems. And we've seen what worked and what didn't work when it comes to running condominiums. So we wanted to share that with you today in hopes that it benefits you. Uh, Brooke, the producer will put my CV into the chat so you can see uh, my experience and things like that. So today is episode six, August, 2022. We are at the end of August, one more day left. Jared, how's your summer been? And are you ready for fall back
1: to school? its It's been a great summer. Uh, we've had some beautiful weather lately and I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. And uh, yes, I'm excited for budget season coming up. Uh, as you know, we're budget experts, right. so that is our season.
0: It's your busy season. That's typically, is it September-ish or is that all the groundwork has been done? It's more like June, what is budget season?
1: Well, uh, primarily for us, it's it's during the summer months or busy months um, mm-hmm. as we prepare the associations for budget season. but uh, we get to uh, to get to roll our sleeves up in the fall and help people figure out exactly what they're going to do for the upcoming budget.
0: Right on, right on, right on. Okay, today we have ten questions on the topic of reserve studies and everything around them, including percent funding differences between a reserve study and an envelope study, and how to get caught up if you're just way behind. So next month, I wanted to remind everybody, the show will take place a little bit earlier, the third week instead of the fourth week on September 20th. So uh, be sure to attend for a panel-like conversation with a lender and a community manager about educational resources for HOAs. And that is an interesting piece I wanted to share they actually reached out to us and said, we really like this building doctor show format where you guys are sharing really good information. We have a bunch of information that's not salesy. It it just will help your audience, your boards and your managers figure this stuff out. And that's really one of the things I appreciate about association reserves is they have a ton of information on their website that we'll talk a little bit of more about that but go ahead and check them out at reservestudies.com
1: just singular just reserve study
0: reserve study thank you and there'll be there'll be those clippets throughout the show here so uh but it's fun we're we're becoming recognized as sharing a bunch of great information so this is great so in october we're going to be talking about plumbing retrofits how to avoid the expensive dryouts from leaks and how to have great water pressure But most importantly, how to have clean drinking water again. So be on the lookout for those. Stick around for the live Q&A at the end of the show, as well as some raffle giveaways. We'll answer as many questions as we can in this hour format. If we have more, we'll just add them to the next show. So use that Q&A tab to type in your question. And uh, if you have specific questions, you want to get on a one-on-one consult call, stay tuned for that link in the chat. So let's jump into looking at these 10 questions. So here's where we summarize them. Question number one, inspection first. We know we need a visual inspection and an updated reserve study. Which one should we do first? What if we can only afford to do one? Are there major differences between the two? Question number two, what is a reserve study? What really happens at my reserve study? What does a reserve study do? What are the fundamentals of it? Number three, is it accurate? How do I know that my reserve specialist knows what they're talking about? How do I know that their report is a good report? And how do I know that the data they're relying on is good data, especially in this crazy market of inflation and things like that? Number four, what do reserve studies cover? Um, Can we put in things like preventative maintenance or is it just replacing big elements like roof and siding, et cetera? And we've got a couple of questions on that. The next question is: can the cost of an engineering envelope inspection be funded through reserves? That's kind of an interesting question, as opposed to operation account. How often, how often should we plan for a reserve study to be redone or updated? Or it's a you know, kind of the major intensive one, and then then the little updates throughout. <clears throat> we know we have damage. We have signs of water damage on our buildings. Areas are looking rotten. We haven't opened anything up yet. Should we call a reserve specialist or an envelope engineer to get started? Percent funded. This is, a, this is always a hot topic. Is there a magic number? Is 70% the right number? and saving more than that is at a disservice to the community because they feel that money can be used for other things so what's the right answer to that and we're behind now so what now what happens if we have been following the building doctor show and we know we need a reserve study we haven't had one for a few years and then we do one and we're way behind we have too little funding and too many projects or we have too much, too much month at the end of our cash. We just can't make it through there. So, how do we get caught up? And then the last question: this is this is a pretty common one, too. We we know we're gonna do a strip and reclad, meaning new siding, but our reserve study says our windows or pick another thing, our gutters or downspouts don't need to be replaced for another X number of years. And so, should we do them? both at the same time or should we do one now and one later? So those are great Those are great questions. So again, put your questions into the Q&A panel and stick around for the giveaways. So let's get into inspection first. Okay, we know we need a visual inspection plus a reserve study. Which one should we do first? What if we can only afford to do one? Are there major differences between the two? And this graphic that you see here is, from Garrett and Association reserves and it's on their website so it's a, it's a great little thing we won't go through all
1: of them but what should we do Garrett well we, we certainly recommend the each association get both really especially if they're if they're considering it they they're probably in need of both um, you know obviously the uh, reserve study is, is a lot more economical and cost uh, our average fees is, is thirteen hundred dollars. And so um, we feel it's a, it's a very well valued and, uh, and it, sh- it should be affordable for any, any community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's best done uh, after you get all your professional evaluations and orders in place, cost estimates and all that. But we can certainly uh, help you plan for your future without those. Um, mm-hmm. However, they're both done together or subsequently.
0: Okay. So the question, you know, we, we can only do one of these this year. You're saying go ahead and do your envelope evaluation and then you guys can use that information because you'll learn about the structure and is there water damage and, and what is what really is the condition of the siding underneath that because typical envelopes inspections, were are pulling things off or we're getting a little invasive. And I don't think, I think you're, uh, let's see where's intrusive destructive testing the third from the bottom and so reserve studies are not invasive they're visual only so
1: right right so yeah, that's our, good our our observations are are purely visual uh we're looking for mm-hmm. obvious or, or or deferred maintenance that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and in the in realm of of what you guys do as far as intrusive analysis and removing the sighting and, and really getting into the nuts and bolts of things mm-hmm. um your evaluation is going to add a lot of accuracy to our reports because again, we are very limited. We're budget experts, not building envelope experts.
0: Right. So in your second bullet, there, conclusions. So one of those reports is telling you about the structural condition. And the other report is talking about budgets and cash management. So, yeah, that's that's a good distinction. Um, the standards in that third, bullet there controlled by CAI that's community association institute national reserve study standard uh is that a is that a big standard it's a good standard and and are there other standards or
1: um you know it it varies state by state obviously Mm -hmm. um but CAI is the the big wig in the picture of things um, okay and and they do make some very good standards okay Awesome times uh our company is on the the board of of commissioners or however that works, right? So right, yeah,
0: yep. Well, good. That's a good CAI plug. Boards. If you're if you're uh, looking for a good organization, check out CAI, and uh, and look about the look, read up on their standards of reserve studies. Uh, the frequency. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, kind of the envelope study every five to 10 years. That, that probably makes sense. Or when you, when you suspect damage or have a, have a problem and reserve studies every one year. And so every one to five. Let's talk about uh,
1: Washington state standards. What do they require Washington state does require an annual uh, report and then mm-hmm. a, a site visit report every three years.
0: And is that site visit report more in depth, more detailed? It's kind of a bigger, what is it called? Level one?
1: Uh, with site visit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the the off years are called non-site visit updates. Okay. Um, and yes, the, the with site visit reports are much more in depth. Um, obviously we're allowed to go on site and they include our observations Um, but even the non-site visit updates um, are quite in depth Uh, we're but essentially we're updating your financial information um, and project information. Okay great
0: I think that one that answered all those questions so the difference between the two and and, you know, if you only have money on one, you know, I only got money this year to do one, you can wait 11 and a half more months till next year's budget. And you can put in those things in your operating budget. Um, <clears throat> what Garrett was saying is, you know, 1500 bucks, will get you an average reserve study price. I would say our envelope price is probably not 10 times that, but it ranges depending on, you know, how big your property is and what your cladding type is, obviously, vinyl siding is easier to look under than brick or stucco. But uh, for that, in that $3,500 ballpark, we can do a visual with maybe some peekaboo views and maybe 5000 5, to $7,000. thousand. we are up into the heavier duty, bigger, uh, looking around at several openings. And so that can kind of give people a, a guideline for that. But if you're only a year out, <clears throat> it sounds like doing the envelope first and then the reserve study and really having the reserve study. Rely on what the envelope said, even if it's a visual inspection. So yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, let's get into the next one. What is a reserve study? What happens at a reserve study? You got a graphic triangle with upward arrows. This is all you. (laughs) Take it away.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, for for a community that we're taking off for the first time, uh, we're going to review the the governing documents and um, account for all the common area elements versus the unit owner or lot owner uh, elements. And then we uh, obviously are going to do site visit and we're going to compile all those assets into a list, uh, develop a costs, either based on the client cost history, our database or um, national guidebooks. Mm And then we're gonna take that information and compare it uh, to your currently held assets. And within the component list gathering, I guess you could say, um, we do develop a fully funded balance, which we can get into a little bit later in this video. Um, And then obviously the, um, your currently held balance against your fully funded balance is your percent funded. um, And then we develop a funding plan going forward. Uh, to help you better prepare for the future. Okay. So you said
0: asset in there. That sounds very accounting to me. So asset meaning
1: like my roof or my siding, kind of a building component? Yes. Building components or um, furniture or anything that's that's held uh, within common areas or by the association um, that is predictable for replacement. Okay. So you said reviewing the governing documents. What if the governing documents are silent
0: or gray on you know who who owns what what do you do then do you just put in some plug numbers hey i I see you have a roof we're going to put in rough i didn't see roof in the governing documents
1: well i'm it's it's they're typically not too uh vague on those um and when they are vague it it basically says you know the building envelope or Mm -hmm. or some sort of uh exterior components you know that kind of stuff and uh Otherwise we would refer to the unit boundaries and then everything outside those unit boundaries would be considered common elements.
0: Okay. So there's ways to do it with gray governing documents. Yeah. So the kind of in a nutshell, you're you're determining remaining useful life and then costs at time of replacement. So take the roof again, should last 20 years it's 13 years old, we should have seven years left. So you should be saving for a roof replacement in the next seven years. Is that a broad brush, accurate statement?
1: Yeah, you know, every, every component has a predictable life. Um, mm-hmm. And and obviously, um, we're not always there in the beginning. And so yeah. oftentimes, we'll come in halfway through the life of that roof, and then um hopefully the community has saved uh some money towards mm-hmm. the deterioration of, of those assets um and then you know we'll we'll go forward and say well if you're looking to replace the roof in 10 years you have to save this x amount of dollars with the combination of all your other assets right you know, and uh, but yeah that's that's the gist of it mm-hmm. um yeah, so it's so this has
0: seven years left. This particular item has 12 years left. This particular line item has five years left. And all those things go in, all those costs go into ending up in the year. So then you can really look out over the year and or the years and say, hey, over the next five years, I'm going to have this much work this year, this much work next year, this much work. And so it, it's and, and I think uh, you guys do a really good job of of that graphic, making it real easy. Hey, today we're this percent funded, but over the next three to five years, we got some work ahead of us and here's some things we need to do.
1: Yeah, reserve studies and, and really management of condominiums and, and so larger associations can be very um, overwhelming. And mm-hmm. uh, one thing that we do pride ourselves in um, is the feedback that we get that our reports are very easy to understand and easy to read and uh, obviously better Uh, for the community to implement their plan right now you guys also have this
0: cool you you plan it it's kind of an excel spreadsheet so that's so again go to the unfortunately there's this is pretty common it's we haven't been saving anything we we're now trying to get back on the right track here's what we need to do oh my goodness we're only 10 percent funded now what and so, talk about your talk about this. Did I say that right? That you
1: yeah. So, so we have a um, what we call an online budgeting tool called mm-hmm. U Planet, and uh, that's free for anybody that has an engagement with us. Um, mm-hmm. And and you can find some resources on our website and and get an introduction to that. Um okay. And essentially, it's a sandbox for the boards to play in to develop alternative scenarios and. Uh, funding plans that are not within our reserve study. Um, you know the national guidelines um, depict, and 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 for a large part we agree uh, that we have three threshold funding levels. One is baseline, and that is to keep your association cash positive without the thirty-year scope. Uh, the seventy percent funded, which is um, or above, and the hundred percent funded level. Those are the lowest risk of deferred maintenance and special assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, associations are, are very underprepared by the time we get there, and mm-hmm. um, our recommendations to be 70% to 100% funded are unrealistic, and so we wanted to give boards the ability to make alternative plans but do so responsibly, and mm-hmm. so that's where it comes in. You can test scenarios, um, and, and really, my board's been having a lot of fun with it. Um, that's cool in in developing alternative plans not only to their funding plans but also to their uh, replacement projects uh, that are coming up right so it's so where you've
0: said the roof will last seven more years what if it lasts nine more years what does that look like oh okay we can change our things well what if it lasts 10 more years what what if we can you know so then they come to us and say gents what does it take to patch this roof to just get some extra life out of it so that we can kind of push it out a little bit, but responsibly push it out. Um, you know, that's a
1: that's a great example of a mm-hmm. roof and whether or not it's economical to do the repairs, mm-hmm. you know, in re, in, re, in re, regard to replacement now. And right. oftentimes uh, the boards that I work with are actually escalating the timing of those projects and say, mm-hmm. well, our reserve study says we have five years left. What if we only have two? And right. what would our reserve fund look like if that happened? Right. And then- Obviously you could add, um, other, other components, uh, to the, to the reserve study that factor roof repairs, if they're significant,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: sometimes, you know, these associations have, you know, many, many buildings and they need many, many repairs and, um, and it it could be economically feasible for you to do those repairs. If you're going to extend the life, um, but yeah, I could I could cool. probably go on forever, but I'll. Yeah, stop. well, we
0: better keep moving here. We're two two questions in, and we're we're uh, almost half done. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good thing. Go check that out. You plan it on on uh, their website, and you can play around with numbers. That's cool. So, okay, next question: How do we know it's accurate? And I think it's coming from costs, credentialing, and just. Is this, you know, we've all seen Excel spreadsheets that have one cell that's off and it screws everything up. How do we know it's accurate? So can you address that stuff?
1: Yeah, so on the graphic um, on my right, I'm sure it's the same for the viewers at mm-hmm. home. Uh, you will find the, the four-part test to a reserve component. Um, one, it has to be common area of responsibility as we talked about in, in the previous uh, mm-hmm. section. It has a useful life. That means that uh, it, it essentially... Um, will need to be replaced and then it has a predictable life and then it's above a minimal threshold cost and typically national standards dictate that if a if a cost of a, of a replacement of an item is less than one percent it should be factored as an operating budget um however we can't include that upon requests um, so
0: explain that real quick less than one percent of
1: what the operating budget I'm sorry did I mumble okay no
0: so just so pick a number if your operating budget is a hundred thousand a year if it's a thousand dollars or less that should be on your operating is that correct correct. okay that's correct all right and then
1: um and and then obviously we we are bound by washington state laws uh that's the middle graphic um and and they have specific laws as we mentioned earlier they require an annual update and there um is a a great deal of uh of restrictions that uh make our reports i guess more reliable and more accurate however Mm -hmm. uh, we try to do the best we can without their rules but um regardless uh so we we develop the component lists and um and then the accuracy of those has has a lot to do with costs Mm -hmm. and in best case scenario we're going to use the Uh, client cost history specific to that community, or even a better current proposal from your vendors. Um, And then we have uh, our own database. Uh, We have done 15,000 studies in Washington state alone, and we have over 5,000 communities that we've been working with. And so we have lots, lots of different costs to go from. Um, And then obviously there's uh, vendor recommendations and, and reliable industry cost guidebooks. Gotcha. Okay. And
0: so, you had mentioned somebody with experience in doing some of these, There's certifications from the standards. Uh, there's a,
1: there's a reserve study credential, uh, Mm -hmm. that's, that's issued by CAI. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, as well as, uh, you know, boards and and communities should be researching the reserve study professionals um, that they're considering. Um, and, choose a reserve study professional that has a dedicated interest in the field. Um, Mm. Oftentimes I've, I've seen reports that were done by um, companies that their primary work is outside of reserve studies.
0: Right. Wasn't, wasn't in their wheelhouse. So yeah, got it. Yep. Good, good tips. Okay. Let's jump on to our water break. So we get two water breaks. This is uh, if you like what you're hearing from Garrett and you need a reserve study, here's their main office number and their main office email. Easy way to remember that is Association Reserves Washington. So A-R-W-A at reservestudy.com. And there's their website with all this info on it. Please check out their website. They've got a huge, a huge set there. So. All right. What does the reserve study cover? So here's a picture of a hole in the deck. Do reserve studies factor in preventative maintenance or just replacement of things like the roof and siding? So how do you get preventative maintenance in there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Preventative maintenance is is key to to maintaining buildings and systems. And we we are certainly an advocate of that. Um, And we will include preventative maintenance allowances when appropriate. Um, As I mentioned, there is a a 1% threshold and uh, if preventative maintenance is done on an annual basis, that is best done through the operating. So you won't see that in your reserve study, but it's certainly something that we are going to advocate for and, uh, and assist with when we can, you know, mm-hmm. such as uh, deck coatings. Deck coatings are often uh, included and should be included in, in reserve studies because those frequencies are three to five years and they do have a significant cost. And right. uh, if they're not coated, you end up with pictures like these right so this is kind of a trick question
0: it's deck membranes those can be preventive maintenance maintained but it's really hard to maintain water damage framing and sheathing under that coating so that is a big leak likely at this wing wall and how that deck membrane was wrapped up and around that intersection so yeah what does it cover we've got that got that question answered okay and then, what does it cover here? So this this is another kind of tricky question. We've got kind of a modern panel siding going on. We've got some gray and yellows. These are fun colors. Building doesn't look that old. We've got vinyl window. We've got head flashings. We've got all the visual clues that say this should be a really you know brand new robust building. But when you pull off some of that siding, uh oh, you can pull out the sheathing with your hands there. So. The question is, can the cost of an inspection, like an envelope inspection, be funded through reserves? And you've you've talked a little bit
1: about that. Um Yeah, I mean, absolutely. A reserve uh can account for for these engineer studies or or building envelope studies, however you want to refer to them as. Um, we would certainly recommend that they're covered through operating if if the association can't afford. Mm-hmm. Um, However, if they are planned um, or required in governing documents, we can certainly include that. Um, It's typically by request. Um, However, we do strongly recommend these projects uh, or these evaluations when water intrusion or signs of water intrusion are known and Mm -hmm. when an association is approaching a major waterproofing project, such as siding and window replacements.
0: Right, so here's here's one of these things of, Hey, my siding's 5 years old. There shouldn't be anything wrong with it. I've got at least another 15-20 years according to my reserve study that the siding doesn't need to be replaced. Uh, but then when we find damage like this, obviously the siding's got to come off, but then you're I'm kind of arguing with myself. It wasn't the siding that wore out. It was the damage underneath it that caused it to come off. So in this case, it would totally blow up the reserve study model and <laughs> no matter how hard you tried if there's hidden damage like this uh it's really tough to stay accurate on that so but this is where it would be a great tool to run that building envelope investigation first say hey i know what your models say but don't don't uh, forget about this damage under here and how you address it um anything else to talk about kind of hidden damage or surprises to reserve studies
1: well the you know the typical reserve study is not going to account for underlying damage because Mm -hmm. that's so unpredictable and and obviously we we are not qualified or uh or building experts or anything like that and so we can't do uh intrusive evaluations uh nor would would we be any good at it because we're budget experts but Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean when underlying damage like this photo suggests uh is prevalent that can significantly add to the cost of your project and also escalate the timing and so um you know building envelope studies and structural analysis uh certainly does add a lot of accuracy and robustness to a reserve study
0: okay yeah good all right how often should we plan to have a reserve study done? And we talked a little bit about that. We've got some Washington law mentioned there, but this is another good graphic that talks about who, what, when, where, why, how. Do you wanna take us through that?
1: Yeah, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, reserve studies in the state of Washington are required on an annual basis. Um, and, and So what if we're not in Washington? Uh, well, people you know, can just I, Google I, I, that,
0: I, right? They can Google oregon yeah. reserve study or something like yeah. that. It's called something different in oregon
1: yeah that's right every every state has its own cai chapter um mm-hmm. and, and there are certainly a lot of states that don't have uh requirements in, in regards to when um you have a reserve study done one is idaho as you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. um, in in those situations you know we would recommend a minimum of three years but given mm-hmm. the economic climate that we're having right now it would not be uh out of the world to have an annual update done because we are seeing significant pricing increases year over year sure. on a national scale so yep. um getting ahead of those costs and, and better understanding the health of your community reserves uh mm-hmm. is is the best scenario so yep. what's that phrase what gets
0: measured gets managed and so if right. we're always paying attention to it we can tweak it we we don't, we don't get surprised and we have it. It makes it easier marriage. to react, right? Yep, yep. Yep. You want to take us through the who, when, where,
1: uh, or people can, you know, obviously, uh, having it done by a credential reserve study, uh, mm-hmm. is, is not only compliant with the law, but much advised. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as far as what, um, know obviously we're going to include things that are 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 held by national standards and within common areas as far as your declarations are considered Mm -hmm. um but you know that that can include all sorts of different properties um ranging from uh hoas you know with just a couple parks or or however that works out to condominiums and we do work on timeshares and golf courses and sure. all those different so, sort of properties. So, um, so another word for it is
0: capital replacement plan. What, what, what is that world? That's more commercial world. So, kind of apartment world, or what? What is your experience with that term?
1: Well, it's uh, yeah, capital budgeting. Um, is, is the term that we use for, for the corporate world, so to speak, the timeshares. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, they're not held by governing documents. They're not in an association. And so uh, the assets that are included are simply reported to us. Um, we're, we're not determining that based on a, a, a matrix or anything like that. And so um, that's the general difference, but it's the same principle and it's the same practices um every building or every asset has a life and it has a cost and and we're just there to help the the future be less stressful Mm -hmm. yep yep being
0: updated on your numbers is a is a welcoming thing so okay let's see next one question seven we have damage, we have signs of water damage on our building areas under windows are looking rotten, but we haven't opened anything up. Should we call a reserve study specialist or an engineer to get started and i'll, I'll take a first stab at that it's it's. Uh, the well i mean you you go ahead and do it i i would reiterate what we were talking about but yeah
1: um, i mean again our our analysis is is purely visual um we are not going to get underneath the siding and and even if we did we we wouldn't be qualified to opine on it we are budget experts if you're having water intrusion uh call a qualified contractor like j2 to get a building envelope study done and really find out the health of your buildings underneath what's not being being visualized on the outside right yeah and um if you're having water intrusion and you're seeing those signs inside your unit it's likely a lot deeper than you think because there's a lot of waterproofing and a lot of layers of framing has to get through in order for you to actually notice it so yeah
0: yeah good point there's no water getting into my unit well oftentimes your wall is six inches thick so it's it's damaging the outside surface of that wall and you just don't see it on the inside but if you can see damage like this our engineers are pretty probably going to be recommending some temporary shoring, or at least at least how do we replace that beam and keep this deck? It looks like a deck. Keep that deck safe, and uh, let's not have a deck collapse. Now that we've understood what's damaged and what's you know what needs to be repaired, we can definitely go back to your existing reserve study and even work with your reserve specialist and say, "Hey, we found some new stuff. How does this change things?" Uh, where we at on, you know, replacement of these elements and, you know, work together and and help help these boards get a good plan together. So great. But yeah, definitely keep you updated on on the numbers. So. All right. Next question. Oh, here's the funding. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is the magic number? We have men we have members in our association who feel that funding our reserves over 70% is a disservice to the community because they feel that money pushing the reserves over 70% could be better used for current projects such as aesthetics or more stuff, you know, rooftop furniture, rooftop deck and barbecue or whatever. What's the right answer? And so take us back, Garrett, to that 70%. What does that really mean? It's it's low risk. Of an assessment, right? It's not right,
1: right. So. um, well, as as I mentioned earlier, being above seventy percent is is going to be the lowest risk for your community, um, as far as avoiding deferred maintenance and special assessments. Um, so the risk there is a
0: financial assessment. Right, the risk isn't right. building collapsing. It's right. The risk is you'll no. hey, all of a sudden we got to do this big loan, or we got to need a bunch of money and so it's it's a budget planning risk and at 70% you feel pretty good
1: yeah we we feel that if communities have the money that they're mm-hmm. going to do the projects but when when they run into a, a scenario where where they have um less money than the project requires um their first reaction is well we'll just wait until we have enough money right and and that can right. cause um not only um, more damage to the actual assets, but also a uh, a stigma on your, your property as far as, as values go, that kind of right. Stuff. I'm um, actually going to go back.
0: So this deck right. beam, just wait. It'll only get, fill in the blank. Worse, it'll, it's not going to get any better. The building's not going to heal itself. So that's just going to be the whole beam that's damaged or more joists that are damaged if you wait. Right. So, and so yes. if
1: you don't have enough money and you, and you, and you don't want to defer the project because you, you really don't want to cause any more damage and any more costs, you would have to do a special assessment or fund the project outside of reserves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously that's not the best scenario, but when you have 70% of what your percent or your fully funded balance is, you should have enough money to do all your projects um, because you're not going to need to do them all at once.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: how how far ahead do you look
0: in that, you know, here's this nice graphic that shows at this point in time we're this percent budget, but next year we got, Whoa, we got a big roofing replacement job. And next year we got, so how far ahead do you look three years, five years? Well, let's go to
1: the next slide. I think we have a nice image there. Um, actually, well, that wasn't the one I was thinking about, but it's okay. Uh, (laughs) well, well, so five years out is, is a good timeframe to, to plan. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it can be daunting to look beyond that. I mean, preserve reserve study goes out 30 years, you know, and, right. and, and sometimes when you're thinking about a project that's going to happen in 2055, um, that can be one, daunting. And uh, and two, uh, most communities are going to say, well, I won't be here when that happens, right? So I'm not going to worry about that project right. Right down the road. Right. So look at the next five years of, of your budget, your expenses, your projects. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but, but try and leave yourself enough Wiggle room or or <laughs> funds in the account to make the next five years a little bit easier to bridge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this graphic is uh, is is great because so this is a um, what we call the component significance table, and this details the annual deterioration of all your components. And so if you don't think that seventy percent is reasonable, we recommend you at least match your deterioration with reserve funds. And so this is a community and uh, their annual deterioration is, is about $151,000. So if they're not matching that with reserve funds uh, on a per annual basis, they're essentially going backwards in the percent funded.
0: So if they're not setting aside 150000 a year, if they're only saving 80000 a year, next year will be the difference between eighty and one fifty is 50 70 so next year would be 70k on top of 150 and
1: they would just get further and further and further behind is that yep you're just yep. crawling deeper into a hole and eventually right. these uh costs will rear their head and uh the association won't be prepared to pay for them and and like i said they will either right. uh, be forced with a special assessment or um un- unfortunately defer the maintenance or have a serious problem in the building right, falls right. Yeah, right okay. Well, all right.
0: all those scenarios um, are a serious problem, right? So. right? Right, Um, Going back to the 70%, uh, let's see. I was going to ask you a funny question. What is the lowest percentage you've ever seen a community be funded?
1: Uh, uh, zero? One? Well, I mean, it, it, in a literal sense, zero, because we, okay. we've, been, we've done brand new communities, right? Right. Uh, we, we wouldn't recommend being lower than 30%. No really. Oh, funded, I'm sorry. I talked really, over you. You know, wouldn't recommend being what? 30% funded. Okay. Uh, That, that is where you're at the highest risk of deferred maintenance and special assessment. That that's where you've only saved 30% off, 30 cents on the dollar. You okay. Know? And so as we talked about before, you know, if you have a roof and you have the siding and you have all that, and you only have 30% of what that costs, um, Okay. So you're going to need
0: I need the million dollars for a roof, but I only have three hundred thousand in it because I'm only thirty percent funded.
1: That means essentially what the problem they're going to run into eventually. Yes, right. Okay. What is the average? Is there averages by state,
0: or maybe it's by size? Do you find out that small places, ten units and under, are never funded right? Or are there any rule, any kind of themes or
1: patterns that come out? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Seventy um, okay. percent of our clients are less than thirty percent funded.
0: Seventy percent are less than thirty. Okay, everybody who's listening, this is serious. This is what we're talking about. Seventy percent of you are underfunded. So this is under
1: thirty percent funded. So that's 30%. the highest risk.
0: Wow! Wow! So all that means is you're going to get a call to say, "Okay, everybody, cough up forty-two thousand dollars in the next thirty days." to do these repairs that we've been putting off, putting off, putting off. And that's what we're kind of seeing in the media here. This building decks collapse, this building collapses this, you know, because kicking the can down the road and not, not really embracing the problem. So, Oh, wow. What other, what other patterns, what other, that's a big number. I didn't think that's it was a big that number.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, these costs are eventually going to uh, rear their heads. Yeah. Um, and, you know the situations that that you talked about where decks are collapsing and and things like that that's where they obviously just did not have the money and they ignored it and then a bigger problem arose right right and so um, you know it's 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 our responsibility and it's our our duty and our pleasure to uh, help associations get uh, enough money in the bank so that they don't have these problems
0: yeah okay all right. So that's that's you know, we're behind. What now? What happens if we're behind? We have too little funding and too many projects to do. How do we catch up? Obviously, it's uh well, I'll just start saving more. Okay, well, are there are there tricks? Are there reasonable reasonable methods to start doing this? Are there, you know, good ways of of doing this? And it's not just a scolding that we're giving here. Um, how what are the best ways to get caught up?
1: um you know there there's no fancy way of of stating it but uh (laughs) just making a good plan for success um you know and i think actually this one is the next slide where we talk about the five-year plan okay Um, there you go yes there we go so uh you know this is a a, uh this is an actual association obviously i i admitted all the names for privacy Mm -hmm. issues and all that but as you can see here in 2023 they are looking at a major special assessment and they're 5.6% uh, funded is it wow right so very low funded um and not only do they need a special assessment they need to increase their contributions by 74% oof so and, wow yeah. okay okay yeah it's a it's a lot of undertaking right it's yeah. a big number it's a it's a very Ugly pill to swallow, but at the mm-hmm. same time it's the reality. And they need to get these things done. And as you can see, the $7.5 million only covers the expenses they need to do in 2023. So, so that uh, gets
0: them through this year, but then there's still, right. you know, kind of a medium risk at 62%, 70%. Then they jump yep. up to 75. And so this is taking them up to a hundred. If you that you planet tool if you wanted to say, I just want to be at 70 or 75, can you reverse engineer? Can you type in percent funded and it'll show you what you need to save? Does
1: it work kind of that way as well? Um, it does list those things, but but in New Planet itself, uh, the percent funded is, is a fixed number based on the inputs. And so gotcha. it would essentially just be trial and error and, and okay. save. Um, you know, for example, and and the community could say, well, we're not comfortable with, with funding $250,000 per year to our reserve account. Um, We could only afford, you know, 180,000 for example, you know, and so you could plug in 180,000 into you Planet, and then it would project how that would uh, react to your reserve study health, right? Right. And you could see when you're going to be running low on reserves or, face special assessments again and and obviously our plan is to avoid another large special assessment like they're facing right now Mm -hmm. um but there are alternative ways and and we are are certainly willing to work with clients and and as i mentioned new Planet is a great tool for utilizing that Mm -hmm. and uh if this community for example came to me with a alternative plan it was responsible i I would strongly endorse it and uh Mm -hmm. and i might may even consider changing their reserve study.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. If it it felt within the parameters of the 70 to 100 percent right? So I mean, but if they welcome engaged boards that want to challenge you, hey, this is off. You know, you don't. So yeah. Why we want engaged boards, engaged boards are going to act responsibly and Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 try and set their community up for success. And those those are the clients that we want to uh, to communicate with, Mm -hmm. really. Uh, and we want to wanna we wanna be involved in their in their success. Right.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we, we experienced some of that same stuff too, where we'll look at a building and it's like, why didn't you find the cracks over in, uh, unit, you know, 17? Well, nobody told us about it. You guys live here. So share that information with us and, and we'll, we'll, uh, get it into the analysis here. And this is your guys's building. Tell us all you know. Let us know all your vendor costs and things like that. And, and it'll make your studies just more accurate. Okay, let's get away from that $7.5 million assessment slide as fast as we can. Yeah,
1: it's a bit of a shocker, huh?
0: Right? Oh, man, that's just a gut punch. I feel, feel sad for that. But I've seen it. I've seen it. So this is why we're talking about it. Okay, last question. All right, we're doing a strip and reclad next year. That means siting replacement. But our reserve study says our windows won't need to be replaced for another five years. There's a debate going on between board members and management about just doing the windows early at the same time as the siding. Uh, But I'd rather revisit the windows when the reserve study says to. So can you help settle a debate? And so this this photo is a great picture of of water damaged chip sheathing under a window because a window to us is just a hole in the envelope, right? So it needs to be flashed and installed correctly the window has to be perfect and not leaking the window has a 20 year life the siding probably has a 30 40 year life so you're gonna have some funny um you know overlaps of time there so what what do you I've got my opinions here but Garrett what are yours what are your thoughts can we keep the windows
1: yeah um well it'd it be in of my opinion that they are their reserve study was not done by us because we um absolutely would recommend both replacements at the same time these okay. systems these waterproofing systems are intermingled intertwined and mm-hmm. uh and not only that but the cost of removing the window and then reinstalling it um is significant and mm-hmm. it, it's a better value to just replace the window in in entirety um right. And then you would talk about the significant cost of, of re-ripping into your siding five years later just to replace the windows. Um, you know, I'll let you take it from there. But that is significant, <laughs> and and it's uh, just- it, it's also beyond our 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 evaluation to to judge whether or not a window has um, a five years left outside of the siding replacement.
0: Right. So I mean, I'm just. Looking at it going, well, you know, the reserve study probably says the gutters have a different lifespan and the shutters have a different lifespan. And maybe the trim has a different lifespan than the siding. But all of that, I can't, I can't take the siding off if the you know, without taking the downspouts down. I can't take the, you know, just on and on and on. So it kind of all works together. And where it works together is at these windows or other flashing penetrations, we call them. You can see that white tape is the windows peel and stick or, or WRB, but the sidings WRB is that green membrane and they're all taped together, sealed together, sticky, sticky. And so when you try to rip that window out later, you damage the new WRB and now you're resetting up ladders and remobilizing. We've got a project right now that the scaffolding costs over a million dollars, on this uh, multi-million dollar project and to reset up that scaffolding 5 years from now spend another million bucks on just mobbing and demobbing mobilization and demobilization we call it or access to get there it's just all those things need to be factored in so we like to we like to say take a look at your windows and really seriously consider doing it during your siding we've we've kept windows but pretty rarely so Am I making sense on that with your thoughts, Garrett?
1: Yeah, I I, I would totally agree. I mean, um, you know, it is up to the association entirely to whether or not they keep the windows and and, and to ultimately decide the scope of work. But uh, I would certainly advocate for replacement. Um, you know, and in just for cost efficiencies, if not the integrity of the waterproofing. Perfect. Okay.
0: We're coming up on our time limit. I only see one question in the Q&A. So if you got any questions, get them in there. So let's see. We've got, uh, so need a building inspection? Talk one-on-one with a building doctor. That's me. Does any of this sound familiar? Uh, set up a free 15-minute call with me to get some specific advice about your building. You could go to our website there, learn.j2consultants.com slash call. You can also take your phone out and scan that QR code. That's the new thing. Thanks to uh, thanks to COVID, we now have these stickers on every restaurant table and we don't have to touch that sticky menu again. We can just go snap and everybody's looking at, you know, what's to eat. So those are kind of fun. So, all right, let's get into Q&A. So go down to the Q&A tab here, uh, Anonymous attendee says, (laughs) our board doesn't have an issue that we know of requiring a loan, but due to poor leadership in the past, our reserves are dangerously underfunded, and we know we need to recover. Is there anything we can do to soften the blow of future assessments? Okay, so just poor management, poor leadership. Our reserves are dangerously low and underfunded. We know we need to boost that back up. Uh, what are the ways to do this? Is there anything we can do to soften the blow of future assessments? Well, my one of my thoughts while Garrett is thinking of his, um, really take a look at take a look at your reserve study and what we've seen, what I've what I've, I've actually we'll actually get this call. Jen's J2, hey, I need I need uh, our site or we, we need to repaint our buildings. Oh, okay. And we know it's going to cost $700,000 and we're ready to get started. We've already hired a contractor. We're going to repaint our buildings and uh, we want you to help oversee that. And, and just, yeah, the contract starting next week. Can you help us? Uh, Okay, great. What, what are you doing? Are you changing colors? Nope. Nope. We're staying with that same gray. We liked it. It's good for 10 years. You know, kind of, why are you repainting? Well, the reserve study said so. And it's like, oh. Okay, so you're really following your reserve study is your painting is your paint peeling does your sealant need to be replaced is it it's not a bad color you're not changing from avocado green to a modern color. Why Oh, um, you can probably push that paint job out a little bit, we can come out and take a quick peek and make sure you're not peeling and cracking and splitting and but it's still a good paint job and so. We'll see this follow the reserve study verbatim, and if it says that window needs to replace in twenty years, you have to replace it. We've there's windows that are hundred years old in you know old parts of town that still work. So looking at that and saying, do we really have to? And then what does that look like? So then, do we have to? Second question is, you know, gents, what does it take to kind of stretch this out a little bit? Uh, we know our roof is twenty years old. Is it leaking? No. Can we code it? Can we seal it? Can we do some things to kind of help? Again, stretch, 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 and kind of push it out. Maybe instead of needing 7.5 million this year, we need 3.25 this year and 3.25 next year, or, you know, I don't know, but you can kind of start pacing yourself a little bit, but one of the things, and I've talked about it before, is is the new board comes in and makes that political promise: no new taxes under my watch. And what they mean is we're not going to raise dues or fees. E- meanwhile, gas has gone up, bacon's gone up, everything else in our world has gone up. But man, are we underfunded? And you're not increasing our fees? We have to talk about this. So soften the blow. Get together with your HOA. Have more homeowners meetings that are just town halls. There's no vote going on. We can just start talking about it. Um, You can get, you know, us, we can come in there. I'm sure Garrett will come talk to you, you know, and just help educate, help educate, educate. So Garrett, do you have anything to add to that?
1: Uh yeah yeah so I mean get a proper reserve study give us a call get on our website request a proposal um we'd be more than happy to to help you out um with with this scenario mm-hmm. and once we sort of unpack it and find out what's exactly going on and and we can tell you the the truth of your situation um, sounds to me like this person isn't on the board uh but they're very involved and and know that their reserves are underfunded and and I would encourage them to to get on the board really. Mm -hmm. Um, and then start leading their community in in a, in a proper way. Um, well, you know, these, if you're anticipating special assessments, the best thing to do is react now and Mm -hmm. start ramping up your contributions and, and bridge that gap as soon as possible. Um, you know, the more money you put in the bank, the, the less money you're gonna have to borrow or, or special assess at a later date. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I know it's not a, a popular opinion, especially with hyperinflation right now, but at the same time, hyperinflation is increasing costs at a rapid rate and things are gonna spiral out of your control if you don't take control. And mm-hmm. so my advice on softening the blow is is, is take the heat right now and, and start saving as much as you can and start getting vendor proposals and start reacting uh, appropriately to your situation. Yep. Yeah. And get on
0: There's- the board. Yeah, get involved with the decision-making process. I think. I think you know. We hear of the inflation construct of you know our cash is going down. There is nothing wrong with having a little extra cash. Um, so it's cash in the bank. You know you've got it, and it's less of a surprise. And. Interest rates are still low, but but let's, you know, save that money. So, okay, let's move on to the next one. Can we do a reserve study at the same time as other inspections to make the most of time and money and, I guess, lack of interruptions or minimize interruptions to owners? Can we do the reserve study at the same time? I think so. Uh, and I think actually... Garrett was advocating, "Hey, invite us along. We'll, we'll take a peek, you know, and, and get that live information, or maybe even just send your report to us directly after, and we'll get that information into our report."
1: So we we have certainly done reserve studies, uh, not only fulls, but uh, but updates during other inspections, and we do work well with others. So mm-hmm. uh, yes, that's that's certainly appropriate. Um, in fact, I've I've been on site when uh, Jens's crew has been on, to on on site doing work as well, and I've I've had great discussions with with your managers about the projects that are going on, and and oftentimes I find out more about the project than I would uh, otherwise through the association management of the board, because uh, your your contractors or your management have specific knowledge about the work that they're doing, and I get to actually visually see it, uh, and so offers me a greater in-depth experience within the, the community projects. Um, gotcha.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. One last question I see, and it's going once going twice. So the next question is Garrett, does your company keep copies of reserve studies on file in case we lose records in board or manager turnover?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Okay. We, we, we hallmark all reserve study updates, uh, and we can certainly distribute them to the appropriate people. Um, these are private studies. And so we, we will not issue them to anybody that calls to ask for them. Uh, but once you credential yourself as a board or an official association manager, uh, then we'd be happy to release those to you. Great. Yep. Okay. Any more Q&A? Let me check in the
0: chat. That's uh, Q&A. That's the three questions. All right. Great questions, everybody let's get to the oh no we got one more phil one came one. in at the last one okay we'll still talk to you our hoa does not have windows covered so i don't know what that means uh oh maybe windows yeah
1: do it yeah i would assume that they are not included in hr responsibility and this mm. is something that i i've seen quite a bit and uh and while there's uh not a whole lot that that you could do as an individual um, we would recommend that the association uh, gets a review by a uh, consultant or an attorney to revisit the responsibilities of the association um, it's of my opinion that windows should be included because uh, they are intertwined into the siding systems and the waterproofing systems as we discussed earlier and uh, and the replacement of those are, are best combined so um, like I said, it's it's of my opinion that those should be included and, and that you should seek legal guidance in changing your decoration um, and or if you are on the board, uh, the board can vote uh, with community acceptance. Um, typically, it's above 70% of membership has to agree to it uh, without um, any sort of uh, legal tender there i guess you could right say. and yeah phil good
0: good question and garrett good good answer it's one of our one of our soapbox questions about this the the governing documents that we we have reviewed they talk about glass they talk about the glass as the owner's responsibility and what a lot of a lot of attorneys in their review say is the glass part of the frame can be replaced because you can just snap out the frame, replace the glass, those double panes when they fog up. That is a maintenance item. When they fog up, you can replace that. Or little Billy's playing ball in the house and breaks the window. That glass can be replaced without the siding and the window frame being torn out of the building and ripped out of that paper and tape and caulk and all that stuff. It's actually nailed to the framing of the building. And so it's, it's really window frames are really part of the common element and you know I guess both Garrett and I's opinion and so uh, a lot of times it'll say oh the glass is the owners oh that must mean windows therefore owners have to pay for all their windows and we see it kind of balled up and quickly painted with a broad brush and and we think it's not right and so Okay. Hand filled. Phil likes, likes asking questions. We got another one. Many of the windows don't slide well after 40 years. Yep. That's one of the things that break down on windows. That when you look at a window, you can look in there and see it's got little dinky, little small rubber gasket weatherproofing, maybe some felt things keep the air from flowing around and a little tiny wheel that it's worked hard for 40 years. Uh, it's starting to break down. And that frame, if it's a metal frame, that sealant that keeps the corners together, that's deteriorated over time. Uh, vinyl windows crack. Uh, they warp. So you're getting pretty high up there. Garrett, do you have anything on when windows don't operate well after 40 years?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm 40 years old. I'm assuming that they're not vinyl windows. I'm assuming they're aluminum. Um and, uh, but even, even metal corrodes and warps over time. I mean, the, the, the expansion of buildings and the contraction of framing, um, all that has to do, I'm, I'm sure with, with the operation of your windows and, and that's, uh, more reasons for, uh, you guys to call J two, to get those windows, uh, appropriately analyzed and see if they're ready for replacement, but given 40 years, I would assume that they are. Okay.
0: Um, and Phil actually jumped in. He said they are aluminum
1: windows. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh anyway um we can help you with with the reserve funding portion of that and and, and maybe even point you to some some good legal advice mm-hmm. uh but we would strongly encourage you guys uh get those investigated to to see what the replacement and if there is uh siding replacements going along with that um okay yeah give us a call phil
0: we'll help you out okay okay uh, one more question. If the consultant report says one thing, but the reserve study says another, which one is right? Ooh. And I, I would just say, you know what, they're kind of two different things and put us together in the same room and say, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Garrett, here's my photos. Here's why I said probably to do this. What are you thinking? Garrett will be like, yeah, that's yeah okay well roll it into his information and and together we'll come up with a plan that works for you I don't think one is right versus the other is that true yeah for you? I mean
1: well I mean uh, if, if it if it were our report we would certainly incorporate the consultant's opinion uh into the report and if there was for any reason any suspect information we would call that out uh but at the same time um the consultant uh in, in most and almost every case has a much greater fee associated with their service and they are the expert in that field and and I personally would uh would refer to their uh analysis as the expert analysis and 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 just essentially uh parrot their opinion. Um and so but like you said Jens uh we should we should be working together the consultants and the reserve study to intermingle the the plan from the expert and the cost from the expert into a budgeting plan for the community and uh, and they should not conflict by any means. Right, right. And we we stay in our lane. We don't get into budgets and
0: costs and things like that. And so it's uh, but I, I've seen some, hey, I think the roof has 10 years left. Hey, I think the roof has seven years left. Okay, let's get together and work on that. So, yep. Yep. All great questions. Thank you. Okay, let's keep it on track. We are over time. We got to get to the most important stuff. The giveaways this month are a good bag of J2 brew. This is really good, heavy, strong coffee. It's been very popular and a nice stainless steel mug. You can put coffee in there or your beverage of choice. We pick a number, and then depending on what number you are on the webinar, Brooke can find you and get your mailing address of where we can send this. And I am feeling like number 10. Number 10 is the winner of the coffee and mug giveaway. So Brooke will reach out to you, getting a mailing address again. So thank you for being part of that. So both firms here, J2 and Association Reserves have a ton of free resources for boards and managers. So go to these two websites, j2consultants.com and reservestudy.com. And you will see a lot of these charts, a lot of these graphics, a lot of this stuff. Uh, And it's meant to help you, meant to be good information in today's information overload, not a bunch of marketing junk. So information you can use and share with your team, share with your board and manage your building better there. Okay. Don't forget, we're back every month. Take a scan of that and invite your friends or look for, sign up for our newsletter here. And uh, this is Association Reserve actually wrote the book. on I was at my first board meeting as the new association president when the manager asked if we had enough money to repair and paint the railings. The truth is, I didn't know. We'd just been talking about a very expensive roof repair, and I didn't understand where we were financially. I felt lost without a plan. I now know that most associations are in the same position. So I'm gonna pause that. This is the founder of Association Reserves, and he's talking about his story of being on a board and not knowing the numbers. And he's he's written a book. You can find the book there at, at their website something definitely to pick up and learn more about reserve studies. So again, depth of information here. Okay. Thanks for attending everybody. Be sure to schedule a call with, with the building doctor. If you got a quick 15 minutes free, we can get you, get you going, get you aligned, uh, let you know if we're the right fit for you. We don't sell snow cones and tires. So, but if you have a question for us, that's in our wheelhouse, we can help you or refer you out to good, good uh, parties like association reserves. So thank you, Garrett, for being on our show. Appreciate it. I think we had a lot of value today.
1: Thanks, Jens. That was fun. And uh, I hope we reached some community members out there and helped them today. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you soon. Right on. Thanks, everybody.